Hey everyone, Joe here from Modern Heathen Man. I'm here with Kelly today. Hello. And we're bringing you the latest episode of Modern Heathen Man. Today we're going to talk a little bit about um, building your library and building your library up for heathenry and just what you would probably want in your library for becoming a heathen. So grab yourself a cup, grab yourself a horn, grab yourself some mead, grab yourself some coffee, and whatever you want to grab. And join us for Modern Human Man. So let's dive in real quick here with um, the idea of building your library. When I say building your library, there are some essentials that you should have within your library, um, especially as a heathen. Um, one of those essentials is you want to have a book on the runes. Now I have two specific books on the runes, but there is one that I really like the most. And that is Taking Up the Runes. And who's the author of that again? Diana Paxson. Diana Paxson. So, very good book. Very in-depth book. Um, it's a little more meat than it is milk, if you know what I mean. So, if you're just a baby heathen, it might, might be a little too much for you. Do you remember the name of the other one I have? I think it's just called The Practical Guide to Runes. Yeah, The Practical Guide to Runes. And I don't know the author right now, but it's a really good book as well. That's a little more milk than it is meat. Um, that may be the one that you want to go with because it teaches you the basic lays of runes and things like that. The second things we want to have, we want to make sure that we have the Poetic Edda and the Prose Edda. Um, the basic Eddas are the beginning and foundation of the actual path that you're on. And actually the Have Mall can be found in the Poetic Eddas. So you can either have a separate Have Mall or you can have the Poetic Eddas. Were you going to say, Kelly? I was going to say, watch your price points on some of these books, too. So, like, The Practical Guide to Rooms is a very small book, and I think the last time I looked at the list price, it might have been 7 or $8. Right. Where Taking Up the Rooms is actually out of print, and the copies that you do find are going to be $30, $40 or more. So, yeah. you know, look at your price point. Look at how much you're going to get into something before you make a commitment to buying something that you may not be able to understand yet exactly right. yeah if you're if you're a more um seasoned heathen i'll be honest with you taking up the runes is the way you want to go um it really is a good book and i'm not just touting that book for whatever it really is a good book and honestly nobody's paying me to say any of these things these are all just my personal libraries um with that said you want to also have something in your library that is um, going to help you understand um, the different ceremonies and stuff that we do. So you definitely want to get something like Essential Asatru. Again by Diana Paxson. Again by Diana Paxson. She, she's a really good writer, to be honest with you. Um, she's in the Trove, and she really writes well. I think she's the religious leader of the Trove. So, well, yeah. one of them. Yeah. Um, so one of the books I bought when I first started... Um, heathenry is the rites of Odin, and you'll hear a lot of bad stuff about the rites of Odin. Let me tell you some of the good stuff, though. Within that book, you begin to build a framework of what you do for your different ceremonies. And as much as they're saying, oh, it's organized religion, it's organized religion, it's organized religion, our path has to have some organization. Um, when we wake up in the day, we have to be organized to do stuff to ground ourselves, to begin our day. We have to be able to do some stuff to go through our day. And 
our bloats, even though they're all different, our sun bolts, even though they're all different from one place to another, they do have some organization to them. So just understand that you're taking that book for what's inside of it, not the actual way it determines how you should do this. Um, well, there are some helpful things in there, too. Lots like, of helpful things. Um, one of the things that we did when we first got the, well, not first got the book, but Joe a few years ago was looking to have a tunic made. And there's actually like a guide in this book mm-hmm. for a simple tunic that can right. be hand sewn or whatever. Right, there's but some it, patterns and stuff in there for some yeah, things that's you might what I'm need. Yeah, yeah. So, and, you know, it gives you some ideas for tools that you may want to use. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, it's ritual a really, tools. It's yeah. a really good kind of beginner's guide for certain things. Right. The the um, spirit of the law is better than the letter of the law with the book, if you know what I'm saying. So I, I will recommend that book. Um, and as far as the Eddas go, I'll get a little bit more into those. Um, the Poetic Edda is a little hard for young heathens to read, but the Prose Edda, while you're in there, that book, and I'll say it from now to whenever, is the ultimate book on telling you what our path is. I mean, if you begin to read that and how Odin is um, testing the gentleman in there, it's incredible. I mean, his answers are incredible, and of course they're written down, and they're concise, and they're everything else, but if you begin to study that, I think it would help you to understand our path in general. So... Those are the main books that you want. You want something that shows you how to do the um, different ceremonies. And to be honest with you, Essential Satru is incredible because it goes through the actual ceremony from beginning to end and then talks about the specific pieces of it. So when you open the book, you begin with, you know, um, I'm just going to say an idea of Jimmy's going to his first bloat and he doesn't know what to do. So we go with Jimmy to his first bloat and we enjoy the first part of the bloat with him, and we learn as we go along the pieces, because we'll say, like, you know, the the hands Jimmy the horn and tells him to drink, and then it'll explain why he wants to drink and what he wants to do when he drinks from the horn and how he wants to do this, and then it goes into the sumble. It's really cool. It's a really good format, and it's really easy for young heathens to understand, and even older heathens. It's really nice for them to understand and see what's going on. So we can continue to do that as well. With that said, these are just the basic, I went over, what, four or five books? Yeah, yeah. Basic books that you want. Um, I will tell you most of my books I try to find on eBay as library discards because they're fairly cheap. And I'll be honest with you, I read a lot. My wife can attest to that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So with that said, you definitely... um, want to look and economically pick these out, otherwise you're going to spend a fortune. Um, Some of the other books that you would want to have in your collection as you begin to branch out is, of course, Children of Odin, which I just ordered for $5 Mm -hmm. from Amazon. No, eBay. Oh, eBay, sorry. $5 from eBay. Again, a discarded book probably from a library, but it's definitely the book that I want, and it's the Children of Odin, and it gives me all the old myths and everything. It's a really older book so it's really nice but um i would say any book you can get your hands on about norse mythology in in any regard if it's whether it's neil gaiman's norse mythology that you can listen to as an audio book or on youtube as an audio book or pick up a a copy of it 
um, the children of Odin. Um, I've gotten several books for Joe at Barnes and Noble that are Norse myths, Norse mythology, um, Norse mythology stories yeah. and stories of, you know, whatever. Right. Yeah. Anything that you can get your hands on as a resource to read about the gods, their past, their what they do, how, their personalities. Um, we've gone so far as to get our son the Magnus Chase series, which is, um, it's a trilogy of Norse stories that kind of ties into his Greek mythology stories, but they're a standalone as well. But it gives you your kids, middle school age and above, right. a reference to, to a reference to the mythology, a reference to the gods that they can go, oh, hey, this is the god of this, and this is the god of this. And it may not be 100% right compared to Children of Odin or anything, but Rick Riordan really does his research and tries to get it as mm -hmm. close to the stories as possible and use those stories in a framework that kids can get interested in and excited about. Right. And even I've read them and have learned a little bit through right. his stories and stuff as well. So, you know, if if that's the way you learn through a fictional um, adventure story to learn about the gods, then that's how you learn. And, mm -hmm. you know, they're good stories. They're really interesting. They give you a framework, and you can go from there. Right. The other thing I want to add is, you know, I always tell everybody this is a path of continual learning. Um, as we begin to read these things, we learn more and more and more and more. And one of those things we learn is that translations of these things are different. And I never quite understood wholly why the translation is different, um, other than words having more than one meaning from the original translation of Icelandic or Old Norse to English. Um, but even Jackson Crawford um, says that you know everybody has their own take on like the have mall and stuff. I don't know why, but pick a translation that's easy for you to understand. Uh, not necessarily one translation is not better than another translation. And I'll be honest with you, I've read multiple translations of the Havamah. I've read multiple translations of the Prosetta and the Poetic Edda. And, you know, they all basically say the same thing without much different. You know, other than English having multiple words meaning the same thing, or one word meaning a multitude of things, that's the biggest problem that you would have in translating these. So find one that is um, easy for you to understand, easy for you to read, and a little more um, on your level or speed, I should say. And by that I mean, like, if you're not a good reader, do it where you download it, where you can listen to it. You know, LibriVox is a great free opportunity to download and listen to things. Um, YouTube is a great opportunity to listen to things rather than um, reading through them. And everybody learns at their own pace. And everybody learns at their own way. So do it in a way that's easy for you. Right. We've gone through, actually it's on your old blog. I found it the other day. There, you, there was a Modern Heathen Man blog. It's still out there if you can find it. But I actually found it the other day where you and I had sat down, took a translation of the Have Mall, and simplified it even more. Uh -huh. I do remember that, yeah. Yeah, it was funny. And it was funny because I'm like, wait a minute, I forgot we even did this. And I, <laughs> I stumbled upon it, and I'm like, who did this? And I'm like, oh, it's us. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> it was when I was making that um, counted cross-stitch yeah, thing for yeah. you. 
But, um, yeah, so I stumbled upon it accidentally. I'm like, who did this? Who made this so simple? Oh, wait, we did that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which was pretty funny. I think we made it for the kids, though, to be honest with you. We I just think put we it did. on there, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so. One of the things that I think is important to do, one of the aspects that I think it's important to do is find a book on history of the Vikings. Yeah. Of, of the culture, of what they found as far as archaeological evidence for what we practice. Right. Go ahead. I have a couple of those books. Um, I have a really old one, which is just The History of the Vikings, which is really good. Um, two of the newer ones I have is Northman and what's the other one? Um, I don't remember the name of it's it. It's right there at the end. Give me a second. We're going to go to our actual library here. Um, Northman and the Vikings a the Vikings, history a history by Robert Ferguson okay so they're both really good books to go into um, they cover the same period but they are um, written by two different authors and both have really done their homework on things um, it's really cool it's really neat to learn um, you know one of my biggest things where I counter some of these people that have a different belief path than we do when it comes to heathenry, especially those that talk about it's only for people of Germanic descent. You know, I question the whole idea of what about those in Newfoundland? We know for a fact that they have a settlement in Newfoundland, so they made it to the shores of America, and a lot of them talk about the Vikings meeting natives and um, mating with natives and Vikings were very well known for that. They didn't care who you were or what you were. Um, they just cared about you as people. You know, that's it. So if they could get a hold onto your civilization, change things a little bit more their way, and, you know, get a wife and grow kids, they were happy with that. So we had to look at that. And I wanted to learn more and more and more about that. So I started getting some of the history books, like, when they went to Greenland, when they went to Iceland, how they went. And you start to learn a lot more about, um, I don't want to say Vikings, because it's more of a war kind of thing, Vikings. But you get to learn about the Norse people and how they did their trade, how they did their exploration of the world. And you learn truly, you know, if they had the chance, they would have eventually taken over the whole world. Right. I mean... Another good resource for that is... Eaters of the Dead. That's the Ibn Fadlan. Yeah, it's yeah. because that's like a current uh, of the time period account of what his life was like with the Norse people. He, he now he's a he's a Muslim ambassador who's coming to the north to learn about the people there so they can trade better. Right. So he lives his life with these people for, what, three or four years? Yeah. Well, there's more than just Ibn Fadlan. I, I'm reading recently about an Ibn Batatu. He's another uh, Muslim traveler that traveled, I mean, just incredible amounts, all the way through Africa, up to the Middle East, all the way over to Indochina, all the way back up to England, up to the North Germanic area. So, you know, there's more than just Ibn Fadlan. Ibn well, Fadlan spent... the only reason I mention it is because his book was translated and rewritten by Michael Crichton in the 80s, and we have... Yeah, the 13th Warrior. We have the 13th yeah. Warrior that comes from that, that gives you a fairly accurate representation of what his life was like right. with the Norse people, and gives you an idea of 
how these people lived and, and right. you know, not always, not necessarily the battle scenes or some of the other things, but just the everyday life parts of it give you right. kind of an accurate representation. Right. Well, in the movie, they only show basically the funeral and the ceremony where she reads the runes or the bones. Right, right. But, I mean, if but you I really mean, read the book, it's incredible, the book. But then sitting around the campfire and, you know, mm-hmm. him learning the language just through the back and forth of them and, right. you know, that kind of everyday life kind of stuff, mm-hmm. it gives you an idea of how he related to them and, right. and how they related to each other. Yeah. And one of the other books about that, like, I, I like to read a lot about the people that visited them, which is like the Ibn Fadlan books. One of the other books is um, the Germanica. And I do recommend that. I got that as a digital download because I couldn't find one for less than like 140 bucks. Um, at the time, so if you get a chance, digitally download the Germanica. It's a really good book in the sense that it gives you an idea of what the area was like. Now, it's not very accurate um, when it comes to the gods. Well, I was going to say, it's very Roman and very Roman um, Empire focused. Right. So, well, we have the same thing with, um, you know, our books because of, um, uh, what was his monk's name? Sorry. Snorri Snorrelson. Yeah, Snorri Snorrelson. Sorry. Um, because of him, you know, it's very Christian based. Right. You know. So you have to kind of take it with a grain of salt. Some of the stuff right. he says, some of the stereotypical things he says about the Norse, but it gives you another perspective on what the history and what the time period was mm-hmm. with our ancestors or mm-hmm. with the people that he's talking to and things like that. So what I'm trying to get at was within your library, you want to have specific books for the time. But you want to have multiple ones so you're able to pull the right stuff out of those because everybody influences how they write. Like I talked about before, you know, the translation of all the different things for the have them all. It's because we're American. We translate it into our language, make it right for us, you know. And whether or not that has a Norse influence, it obviously does not because it's an American influence. Right. Especially modern American influence, you know. So... We have to take all those with a grain of salt and begin to really um, look toward our ancestors and look toward the gods to help us decipher what is and what isn't proper in there. Um, Definitely folklore. You want a lot of folklore in your library. Um, Not just for you, but for anybody else and for your kids. You know, if you have kids or just in general new people coming on, you know, telling the story of like the wall being built around Asgard. You know, that that's a cool story, you know, where I can get it done in seven days, and, oh, I want to see that done in seven days. Right. Know, things like that. So it's really neat. It really lets us in to see that our, you know, what our gods are really about and how our gods really act. Um, you know, one of my favorite stories to tell is a Loki story where, you know, if, if this doesn't happen, you can chop off my head, you know, and then when the... Troll goes to chop off his head. He says, oh, but you can't cut my neck. You know, and, and that kind of stylized, I want to say play on words or, I'll just say it, play on words. It really lets you in to understand how the Norse thought. They weren't stupid people. They weren't podunk, backwoods, hillbillies, if you will. They were definitely educated Sophisticated, sophisticated, well thought out individuals who took time to consider things rather than just acting. So I think it's pretty cool. I think it's really neat when we really delve into it. 
But we want to build our library because consistently we can always turn to our library for stories. We can always turn to our library for, I don't want to say comfort, but definitely understanding. And occasionally when we're feeling that we are needing a boost, we can always turn to our library to get that. You know, and just some of the stories or something like that. I mean, everything from Neil Gaiman's um, American Gods all the way to Snorri Snorlston's, you know, Poetic Edda. You know, we can pull from either of those and anything in between. So definitely build your library to something you want it to be. Um, definitely has something in there on the runes as they are, you know, something we use quite a bit. Um, learn the runes. Learn how to write in runic. Learn how to read runes, learn how to really understand them. I, I mean, one of the things I talk about all the time is, you know, walking through Walmart, I'll see people with runes on their arm, and it says something like FTLP. Right. <laughs> oh, that means friendship. Uh, no, no, it doesn't. <laughs> so it's like... It literally means FTLP. Right. And they just look at you like, oh, okay, you know, or FLMW. Okay, what does FLMW stand for? <laughs> and they look at you like you're crazy, like, what, what do you mean, you know? And I'll show them my arm where it has, like, Wizindi and Megan, and, like, these are Norse words that mean things, and they just don't know, they just don't understand, you know? So they think that they're just letters and somebody told them that it means this so that's what it means to them it's it's i equate it equate it to the people who get chinese tattoos or japanese tattoos that don't understand what the words mean and then somebody who speaks the language or reads the language comes up and says you know you have chicken fried pork or something like yeah ramen with egg yeah (laughs) tattooed no no it says i'm a warrior no it says ramen with egg (laughs) you know it's like okay wait a minute yeah and you know really do your homework with that i mean especially if you're putting in your body and i never want to offend i'm not trying to ever offend anyone it's Um, more to enlighten yeah when they walk up to you and they show you their tattoo because they see yours and go oh mine says this and you're like um no. <laughs> and they're like, what? I'm like, this is this is exactly what it says. And they're like, oh, okay. And let me say, the, the books that we've mentioned are just a fraction of the books that oh, you yeah. can get out there. Um, the books that we learn from, like Taking Up the Rooms and Essential Asatru, are just, those are two books out of... A multitude. Uh, yeah. And do your research on your books. We did a lot of research on ours before we bought them. Right. But do your research on your books... Um, yeah, basically what I'm saying is you want a book that's going to help you through the ceremonies. You want a book that's going to help you through the essentials of being what you are. Right. And there's tons of books out there. And we personally haven't purchased them because, A, we haven't been able to find them. Or, B, it's not there's there's not something in there that we're looking for that's not covered by another book that we already have. Right. Or... Maybe it just doesn't interest us the way the person wrote or something, but that may not that may work for you. There's so many books out there. Just do your research on your books before you actually buy them. Right. Rent or borrow them from your local library. Or another heathen, yeah. I was gonna say, or borrow them from a friend or another heathen that can help you with it. That's the best way to go until you can establish your own library. There are books out there that you can find for relatively cheap. But be careful with what you can find. Yeah. Uh, one of the nicest books I have, which I use the least, 
and I'll be honest with you, it's one of the ones I use the least. It's Icelandic Magic and Rune Binding. Um, it's a great book, really informative, but I use the least. I don't make many bind runes. Um, unfortunately, that's not something that we do on a daily basis, but it's nice to have. I was going to say, in some of those books that you're going to have, you may or may not use every single day, or you may or may not use every single week, but, you know, they're there. Um, I'm going through my third reading of The, North, the Northman because it's a really good written book. I read it all summer long, twice, and now I bought it and I'm reading it again. But I got it at a really good price, so I can't complain. Um, so I'm going through that again and really just build a library for something that you can fall back on. And as I said, digital downloads are great, but nothing beats a good old book. And, uh, you're like, oh, I'll give you a case in point. Um, a friend of mine just got the full, complete, five-volume set of the Icelandic sagas. <laughs> <laughs> and I said to Kelly, I was like, oh, I'd love to have those books. I'd love to read those. Um, sagas are great. Um, if you have them, get them. The problem is they're so expensive and so hard to find. How much were the ones we were looking at? The cheapest price I found was $400. $400 for five books. Now... You figure that out, you know, and you come to the conclusion that, wow, um, that's $80 a book. And they're beautiful hardbound books and everything. It's just, that's a little out of our price league right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. So I have to look at it and go, okay, that's not what I want. So digital download may be the way to go there, you know, because it's a free digital download, but... No, it wasn't free for the digital download. I, I can download. get it free. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah, so digital download is free. And then... Um, like I said, I mean, if you want a beautiful library, you can make it out of the leather bound, whatever you want. But mine is just some paperback, some hardback, and... Check used bookstores, too. Check used bookstores. Um, Amazon sometimes has used books. eBay. I've even found some on Walmart.com, believe mm. it or not, that the third-party vendors will sell used books on there. Yep. So there's lots of different ways to get the resources. Just keep trying to find something. Yep. With that said, I hope you are able to build your library up and um, get the books that you need. Um, I want to let everybody know that I'm still on the I'm still on Facebook, and you can go there for a group called Modern Heathen Man. I actually have a um, Patreon account. Look under Modern Heathen Man for a Patreon account. I'd like to start getting the stuff to uh, begin recording our bloats. And get some cameras and stuff out there for when we do bloats Which and stuff. Which we have to apologize. We said we were going to go live with our bloat last time. Things just did not work out for that. I, right. We wanted to apologize for that. Also, tomorrow night is the blood moon eclipse. So yep. we're between the sun and the moon. And it's going to be a really cool eclipse. Yep. If you can see the full thing, good for you. We're going to see a partial part of it about 2 yeah, o'clock in, in the morning. about 2 o'clock in the morning. But, you know, if you're into all the stuff for that, you've got the eclipse coming up. You can hail the wolves during the eclipse, which was what we did the last time yep. we had an eclipse. That was pretty cool. The kids did it with us. Yep. Um, and then things... What else was I going to say? Um, or do your moon water, do your ritual thing, whatever you yeah. feel connected with be, because of the eclipse. It's just going to be a really cool one this right. time. And it's at the end of uh, Monty's Day. Right. So, which is really right. cool going into, uh, you know, from Sunni's Day into Monty's Day, which is really cool. It's uh, actually Monty's and Tear. Yes. Yeah, yeah, no, so. tear into Odin's day, actually, because it's tomorrow night. Oh, yeah. No, it's tonight at 2 a.m. No, it's tomorrow night. It's the 8th. It's tomorrow. Okay, all right. 
Either way. <laughs> sorry, I'm a day off. It's one of those days. But either way, um, go ahead and get out there and do um, do what you need to do. Get the library. So I want to hail you for wanting to be a better heathen. I want to hail the gods for giving us um, the written accounts of them. I want to hail all those that came before us, the ancestors, for taking the time to write this stuff down. And thank you for joining me for Modern Heathen Man. And I will see you in the next episode.